It was the year of fire. The year of destruction. The year we took back what was ours. It was the year of rebirth. The year of great sadness. The year of pain. And the year of joy. It was a new age. It was the end of history. It was the year everything changed. The year is 2261. The show, the name of the pod. Episode 76, The Illusion of Truth, in which an ISN reporter comes to the station to film what he totally pinky swears will not be an anti-Babylon 5 propaganda hit piece, and Sheridan falls for it again. Coming to you live from the propaganda mines of, I don't know, somewhere, uh, this is the name of, I, I could have thought that through better. God I, bless <laughs> We can start again. No, no, just keep no. going. All right. Anyways, it's the name of the pod, Babylon <laughs> Five Podcast, etc., etc., etc. I'm Chris Tatro. I'm John Cassie. Over, he's John Cassie. Yes. Um, we've been doing this for seventy odd episodes and still don't have any idea what we're doing. No, I know exactly no. what I'm doing. You, by contrast, oh. are pulling things out of your mine. Yeah. Out of yes. Well, yes. look. What 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 do you, what were you going for? This is an episode ultimately about the nature of truth and propaganda, right? Exactly so. Exactly so. And I was, I, I think I was going to go for uh, Ruripente, but, you know, wrong universe. and Right. Yeah. We've gotten those notes. We understand. From the propaganda minds of recently destroyed Alderaan? No, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. no. Not, too, not too many there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway. Um, right. So... You know, I, I, I thought this episode did a did a good job of devoting really entirely half of the episode to the the ISN broadcast. I thought that was crazy. You know, I, I, I figured I, I, we were gonna get crazy like a little good. five minute yeah, a little five minute sort of <clears throat> segment at the end. But but to give us the whole you know the right. whole run of it. Right. It was as if we got what the viewer mm-hmm. on Earth would have gotten. Yes. And that was that made it even more effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because and the, the the first half build up, you know, felt I, I was surprised when they switched over and I checked the time. I said, Oh, we're halfway through the episode. It felt like we'd already gotten a full forty minutes out of it. Exactly. Um I was expecting intercutting and yeah. sort of interstitial material mm-hmm. between I was expecting more commercials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was disappointed we didn't get more. Quite. Yeah. Quite. This was an episode that in 1995 or 1997 when it came mm-hmm. out 97 yeah might have felt a bit sci-fi disturbing, but mm-hmm. not existentially disturbing. Correct. But it, now it that we're right, yeah, it had it has an uh, an Orwellian. You know, everything's it's overused to call things Orwellian these days, but it it definitely has that manipulation of truth, right? You know, manipulation of the footage to make to deliver the 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 point that the network slash government wanted to portray. Right. Um, right. But but yeah, your 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 point is good that that these days, especially with the whole uh, with the the accusations of fake news, right, uh, that fly around, you know, 
in all directions that this was this was a little more unsettling than uh, right than, it, than than amusing right the ability to manipulate photographs well that's a thing from the twenties so that's yeah. not that big a deal but it is a big deal because it can be done so easily. Mm-hmm. And in fact, but there wasn't even any of that. They didn't need to be manipulating photographs here. This was all right. They just I clip, mean, was, they just clipped it together the way that that they wanted to, right? From the footage they got, mm-hmm. told an absolutely farcical story that mm-hmm. they clearly made up when they got back to Earth, right? Let's let's put all this footage up. Yeah. What, what, what the heck do what, we have? What do we have? Yeah. All right. Well, this looks a little sinister, and that line's a good one. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why we were given at the end of at the end of acts these snapshots. Right. Right. Which I thought was a nice piece of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you uh, knew the, that that was going to be something that it was almost the 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 reporter's kind of mental notes. Correct. Like, oh, that's the one we want. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you you piece you take the footage, piece it together. In a way that tells the true story, yeah, it's broadly sympathetic to the reality of Babylon 5. It's no different than what we would have gotten in the first season or the second season. Mm-hmm. It would have been journalism. Mm-hmm. But in this case, what we get is something entirely different. Yeah. And in the age of Black Mirror, <laughs> I watch an episode like this with, with a kind of dread that... I didn't really get in 1997. Mm. Even though this was all going on at a very at a much lesser degree in 1997. True. You know, e- evening very edition true. and uh, you know, uh, a current affair and all of these kind of programs that were doing dramatic reenactments of the news. Well, you can't do that. It's not the news. Mm. That's like that's like the kiddie pool compared to where we are now. Very true. And yeah. and that's within our own, uh, you know, our own journalistic jurisprudence. So distorted in the age of social media, right? That that the mere, you know, the mere discussion that you might be interested in knowing something truthful gets you. Uh, uh, ridiculed, lambasted, attacked from from mm. a- any and all comers, right? As though this is a left or a right wing issue. Mm-hmm. We have our truth. We have our truth. You can't have an objective truth, right? And that was something that the, the this reporter fellow, you know, brought up in the episode. Yes, that rung a little hollow for me but it was all part of his it was part of his schmooze obviously you know we're 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 meant to believe as he's saying it that this is you know that he has he is actually trustworthy and he and he you know there's no objective journalism uh but you try not to let it get in the way of the truth right gross you know if yeah if there's no you know is there anything that is objectively truth I mean, you can you can establish certain amounts of facts here and there, but anytime you're putting it together into a narrative, you know, you're it's a narrative. Right. It's a narrative, and and there is no there is there's nothing that can be you know pure platonic 
objective truth. Although everyone is going to claim that they that, that their presentation is is of course that. Right. You you can establish a series of factual uh, uh, nodes, but the net you weave between them is interpretive. That's a narrative. Right. Even the factual nodes. I mean, you get into into things like uh, like global warming and and you know climate issues, where you know, or or any number of other kinds of scientific you know, things that are laid out. Is this are those are those facts you're stating truth? Are they are you just making up random figures to support your already established claim? Uh, it's it's difficult, nigh impossible to nail something down as as objective truth. Yeah, I can accept. I, with, I can within, accept that perspective you know, within the within the current kind of media and and political climate. Well, there's very little desire to get to it, is there? Mm-hmm. The 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 purveyors of a kind of truth are either really really small market and not big players, or they are overseas Mm -hmm. or they're so mealy-mouthed in what they claim and what they do that no reasonable person can take them seriously half the time true and so you know who who's who's fighting the good fight well we know what we know on the earth of 2261 it is an isn that's very true Right. We, we, we clearly know that. Mm-hmm. I was hoping that we would see some evidence of this Dan Randall guy actually getting some, some balance in there. And the fact uh-huh. that he couldn't when, I, I mean, you, you know, one of the critiques we've had of this show is that when someone is villainous, they are often painted as the smarmiest mustache-wheeling villains of all time. This hmm. Dan Randall character didn't read as super villainous. No, no. I to, think once to, to me, yeah. Once he's he's presented with the the threats to air throw him out an airlock naked, and you know, yeah, right. We we've we've talked about throwing people out of airlocks, and we know what Stephen Franklin thinks about this, and yes. don't joke about it on this show anymore. That's correct. Um, but uh, you know, he 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 did. You know, he seemed to pivot and be presenting that he wanted to uh, to to deliver what was really going on and and yeah I kind of hoped but and he, he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't as smarmy about it as 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 sometimes the the baddies are in this and in other shows he wasn't completely mustache twirly right right and yet that confession tape mm. that we oh. saw yeah was clearly meant to establish what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, they all say the, that he, he confesses of his own free will and that's the tape that they show, you know, when people are, are supposedly buying this. 
Right, right. You know, you see that and you're like, oh, we're in for a bad time, folks. Right. Now, what, what's, what's actually interesting about that film is if you pay attention to uh, anti-totalitarian, anti-oppressive forces at work in the world, mm-hmm. virtu- you interview virtually any North Korean who defects and they report back saying, yeah, no one believes any of those videos. Mm-hmm. Unless they're the most diehard of party loyalists, and they're going to believe anything because they get a benefit for believing. Yeah. Right? I suppose the point isn't in believing it or in making the people believe it. It's simply in making them be unwilling to express their disbelief. Yeah, publicly. exactly. Exactly. That's the most important part. If if we as the viewer see those things, we are hopefully meant to understand that a, a dialectic is in place now. Mm-hmm. We are going to put in front of you things that you don't believe. Mm-hmm. We are going to expect you to consume it. What you do with it then is your business. But you cannot publicly disagree and in fact, in any public context, you have to engage in that kind of dissonant thinking that comes from having to, by virtue of political or social pressure, cave on rejecting a thing that you mm-hmm. know is not true. Right. And in some ways, it may be an even more effective message to put somebody there who's you know, clearly been been put through the ringer yes you know as opposed to just having him like sitting on his couch saying oh yeah 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 i i realize i made a huge mistake now and i i was you know propagandizing for aliens and here are some other people who who assisted and i'm 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 you know i made a huge mistake you know sitting in the comfort of his you know if you show him you know fresh from his uh from interrogation cell b uh from 101 you know then then people at home are saying, oh, well, like, I, you know, that's what's going to happen to me if they take me in. It's not that they're going to have a nice chat with me and I'm going to be able to tell them freely and, and calmly and everything then is going to be fine. Right. You know, I've got a date with a, with a cage full of rats. Precisely. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a nice touch to include the names of various actors and Hollywood uh, Mm -hmm. affiliated folks who had been uh, subjected to the gravely un-American behavior of the House Un-American Activities Commission in the 50s. Yes. Um, Trumbo, Mostel, Jericho. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this was 1997. And, you know, listeners of a certain of a certain age will remember the 1999 Academy Awards where uh, on the waterfront director Ilya Kazan was given an honorary Oscar and dozens of people refused to stand because they viewed him as selling out the profession and selling out what was just in Mm. the name of rooting out uh, quote communists and quote homosexuals from from these industries. I mean, JMS is, is making the parallel exactly clear. Lest you miss it. 
Yes. Um, yeah, you're you're not given a chance to miss much in this show. It's, right, it's, and the messages are going to be delivered to you. Mm-hmm. Right, and I, I think if it's a message like this, it's important that you not come away thinking the wrong thing, because what does JMS care about? He cares deeply about the situation and state of this country. Mm-hmm. He's gravely concerned about where he sees things going. And right. he wants to make sure that there's no doubt in your mind about what his perspective is. You know, it's a, mm-hmm. it's my show. If you don't right. want to watch it, don't watch it. Right. But I'm going to make the next 30 episodes of this show about what is a legitimate, what does legitimate power look like? And mm-hmm. what does illegitimate power look like? And one of the things it doesn't look like is torturing people for having unorthodox views. And, yeah. and, and moreover, you'd better not be a xenophobe or a racist because that's going to get you the, the full JMS as well. Absolutely. Um, and you know, one of the benefits of him really controlling the show as tightly as he does and being the sole he doesn't have a writer's room you know he's not working with you know other people who are producing this thing that he has to right. you know, go to and get clearance for he's not on a big network right he can you know he can put forward things although i th- it may have been less risky to put this show out in 1997 than it would be today you know 22 years later uh, yeah, you know, I, I think that that some of the messages that, especially a larger network, would may may balk at today, or just you know we just don't want to get get, you know, we don't want to be running an anti you know this this storyline about you know the a, a rise of home front fascism. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, I mean you know if if it were made now, it, uh, it I mean clearly it would be a. Uh, prestige format program mm-hmm. it cost a lot of money to make this show yeah it cost a lot then it would cost a lot now and if he just went right to this dawn of the third age of mankind story with you know leaving the shadows out or or manipulating that story in some way as to be the b that supports the a not the other way around mm-hmm. well it would be it would be quite controversial it would be it would be uh it'd be hard to view it as anything other than aggressively political mm-hmm. and since he would be presumably trying to make it for sort of a mainstream audience it would be it it would be it would be hard to navigate the present waters Because yeah. it would just be viewed as so, as so obviously a critique of the age we live in. Right, right, and it would, yeah, there there would be. I mean, he thought the internet criticism of the show at the time was bad. Yeah, right, he, right. He, he hadn't seen right. anything yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't even imagine what message boards would 
would say if if this sort of thing were to be put forward today and and well i guess i don't have to really imagine i could just look at what message boards were saying about sense 8 um, right right you know, a lot of the yeah. same a lot of the same messages right um jms never makes any bones he never attempts to hide his politics right you know he 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 is he is who he is yep and he's not afraid to 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 bring that forward which of course Definitely. we see you know in spades here right yeah right. um can i give a little love to stephen first please always this episode's director stephen mm. first what an extraordinary piece of filmmaking this is uh, yeah i agree um was this his first directorial effort oh i don't know i'm i'll be looking that up while you uh while i wax time. poetic about stephen first yeah so many good shots and the the business with sheridan ivanova and randall in the cell mm-hmm. where they're interrogating randall the mm-hmm. oh no we met naked out an airlock yeah okay well, that has Stephen First all over it. Oh, sty- it was it was very much his style, right? Absolutely. Very I playful. Yeah. Um, the business with Zach Allen and shooting up the uh, uh, shooting up the journalist's gear. Well, to yeah. de- de- determine whether I was a decent shot when you realize what I was aiming at. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a nice little piece of work. Yes. Um, it was. You know, we've talked about other directors we've liked on this program, the Janet Greeks of the world. Mm-hmm. And what I especially liked about Stephen First's work here is you can tell that he's an actor's director because the actors working in this show gave among the best performances they've given in all of their work. They just seemed to be a little bit more at ease and therefore a little bit more in their character Yes. Than, than I've seen them necessarily at other times. Mm-hmm. So what else has he directed? Um, really, before this, he directed a film called Magic Kid 2. Good grief. I, I'm, I, I can't even parse this IMDb description of what's going on here. Kevin Ryan must protect himself and his uncle from the TV studio that's producing his hit martial arts show when the execs try strong-arm tactics to keep Kevin from leaving. This was huh. a film... 1994. Huh. Gets 4.1 stars on IMDb. Oh, dear. That's not a ringing endorsement. Oh, dear. I think. Oh, Um, dear. (laughs) Yeah. It starred, you know, Stephen First as Uncle Bob. I wonder if there was a... One has to assume that there was a uh, Magic Kid 1 initially. Oh, Howie Mandel was in it. Oh, good. Oof. Yeah, this this I may have to track this down. This looks terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um Yeah. Yikes. I mean now but, now but having there, said there that, that, right? Yeah, there was that and then the next thing that he directed is this episode and he's got two more episodes uh coming up. Ooh, Deconstruction of Falling Stars is him. Really? Yes. Wow. Well, hmm. I'm looking forward to talking about that episode. Yeah, and he directed two episodes of Crusade. Huh. 
Um, Interesting. Don't think we'll be talking about that, but yeah. Um, um, there we go. Yeah, I thought I thought this was uh, I thought this was an extremely effective episode. Yes. Even if it was somewhat unsettling. Oh, I and agree. Somewhat, uh, you know, sort of disturbing slash off-putting. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I loved how well it was. I loved how well it was directed. Yes. Um, so, you know, when we think about, well, wh- okay, what is this meta about? Well, it's about what the show's been about since the very beginning. Right. What is it? What does good governance mean? What does it mean to hold yourself to a standard that rises humanity above the most base, corrupt animal mm-hmm. nature of humanity? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to fight for something that is just? Why are we so xenophobic? Why are we so racist? Why do we hate foreigners? Why do we hate mm-hmm. the other? Yeah. What does what is it going to take to get us past that? Mm-hmm. Why do we hate any the, the the idea of anyone getting anything unjustly that we are not getting? Right. You know, right. Which, there's there was the, the the piece that works in there that they have the you know here's the the alien ships that are docked here and the aliens uh the aliens benefit uh while the earth alliance taxpayers foot the bills right you know right there's there's, there's that's that's just you know they're stealing our jobs you know put into the the 23rd century right right that's really uh, all that is there you know, somebody I, um, else is is benefiting from you know from our our hard work and and you know gaining gaining something unjustly precisely um i had a student present uh at a ted talk Mm -hmm. uh, a tedx event that we hosted at my school uh yesterday Mm -hmm. Uh, as as we're recording this it was yesterday and he went at to to great length to talk about the difference in his mind between equality and mm-hmm. equity. Oh, yes. And why equality is not really all that helpful. Mm-hmm. And why he wanted to see a world where equity was far better understood. Because mm-hmm. from his perspective, you know, if, if, if this is a thing that you don't need... And in this case, it was just a box to see over a fence, the classic equality versus equity kind of, you know, um, if you don't need that box, but someone else who can't see over the fence had that box, they could see over the fence. Hmm. Well, where's my box? Where's my box? Yeah. Right. And why wouldn't it be, you know, why, why, why is it better to let the person who doesn't need the box stand on the box so that he's really able to see over the fence. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, the very, you know, it, it, you know, in, interesting argument. Mm-hmm. And I was glad it was made by a middle school student mm-hmm. who clearly came to it from his own, from his own perspective. Cause it's not like he gave, 
it's not like he was giving any any lines in particular that were coming out of out of stuff that we've been teaching. Mm-hmm. You know, came from his own perspective, right? And he wasn't paid by George Soros to say that. That <laughs> precisely. I'll edit that. Precisely, out. yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I won't. So, um, so it was. It was. Yeah. You know, it's it's just kind of it's just kind of fascinating. It, you know, yeah, it's the same messages. It's the same images. It's 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 put into the sci-fi skin. You know, as and I think we've talked about this before that that the the most effective sci-fi really is it's presented as 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 an analogy or as a um uh you know some kind of um you know reflection on the on the troubles of our world and and you know the 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 way to make them better exactly exactly yeah. which the most enduring stories reflect back what's in our what's what the problems are of of the world and the dreams of how to solve them yeah yeah and and he he really feels a a passion mm-hmm. for solving them mm-hmm. uh, yeah i definitely think and, so based on this work that i've seen and you know as as much as things might be perceived in our own age to be unusually dire as if they are Mm -hmm. there was all sorts of stuff going on in the 90s there was stuff going on in the 70s in the 50s you know on and on and on right Mm. he's trying to take what he views as legitimate questions and concerns and and really go there not be afraid mm-hmm. to go there. Mm-hmm. And it's really why, like I said, it's, it's, it's why we're still talking about this show 25 years later. Precisely. Yeah. Precisely. And, and why I hope in another 25 years, people are still talking about this show. Right, right, uh, right. You know, I, don't, I don't think, I just don't think that other, you know, other things weren't tackling the issues. Right. Weren't weren't addressing things as as head on and as fearlessly. <clears throat> right. Right. The the game the game. The the uh the show the mm-hmm. game. I have no idea where that came from. Uh the the show is worthy of the attention that we're giving it by talking about it mm-hmm. and that you as the listener are giving by listening and participating in the community of the show as you reflect on what you've learned and taken away. Because it is, at its best, a, a kind of masterpiece, a master class on what we need to do to transform our society. Mm-hmm. And the pitfalls that await us if we uh, if we take the the easy way, right? You know, over here we have Mr. L- Londo Malari, who is you know the the example of you know, if you take the shortcuts, if you're always looking out for yourself, if you don't stand up, you know, this is this is what lies ahead for you. Right. Right. Um, 
and you know, in 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 this regard, the show is you know pre- prescient in the way that oh. it that it yeah. that it generally is. Yeah, we've definitely said that before. Yes, right. Uh, to your point about character from the mm-hmm. last last week's episode, uh huh. This is all character work again. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Right. You know, uh, Sheridan and and uh, and Delenn. Great stuff. Yeah. Garibaldi, interesting. We've got this. Is, we've got him ramping back into the the angry Garibaldi. That's here, right. More, I think, than we we talked last week about that. There's he's kind of ebbing and flowing. Right. Right. And the yeah. Ah. Uh, not a lot of Ivanova. No. No, bit. we haven't had much of her in the last couple of episodes. Right. I think we get a little more of her here than we did in the prior, but... Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little disappointing to see Londo back in <laughs> his finger-waving, you know... Yeah. I mean, his line was funny, mm-hmm. but it's like, dude, two weeks ago you saved your people from... Uh, from... 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 Okay. from uh, yeah. uh, uh, species annihilation. Uh, really? Well, at least he's not making pacts with dark powers to heat his quarters, you know, which he would have been doing, you know, right last year. Insofar as we know, yeah. he's not. He's not like shoveling more Narn babies into the <laughs> furnace to heat his uh, <laughs> to heat his bedroom. <laughs> you're bad. I mean, you're bad. Um. So, so what have what have we uh, what have we missed? Uh, well, we've missed a, a good uh, IMDb corner. Other than Stephen First, oh, go please go is uh, Doctor Indiri, the uh, the oh the right Harvard researcher Helsinki syndrome. Helsinki we'll syndrome. come back to that. Yeah, okay, Doctor. In- he looked familiar yeah. to me, but I couldn't place yeah. him. Uh, he was one of the admirals from the Next Generation episode Conspiracy. With the like brain slug, brain worm yeah, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was he the one who came onto Enterprise and kicked the boop 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 out of Riker? I, I, I'm not sure. I have I, I just got this off of IMDb. I haven't watched the episode. Oh, but uh, so I don't know which of the three he was. But yeah, Wowzers, uh, McWowzers. Yeah. Yep. Ah, so he's like cornered the market on Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs in yeah. genre television. Yeah. And I loved his line about, you know, well, you know, I don't like to give long distance diagnoses, but yes, yes, he's insane. He's Right. That was, that was, that was Stephen first direction. Totally. Direction. Totally. That was, I could, I could see him delivering the line that way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, did they mean Stockholm syndrome? They must. They I, just... I think there was something on, there was something on the lurker's guide, I think. Um, well, they said here. that 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 Stockholm syndrome is a thing, right? That has appeared in journals for thirty times in the hundred years. Helsinki yeah. syndrome is not ever mentioned. I'm wondering if they were playing with that, or if they just screwed that up, or I, you know, it could be, <clears throat> eh, it could ring a little of JMS, you know, saying that it takes twelve parsecs to get from here to there, and right. you know, covering his tracks afterwards. <laughs> yeah, uh, right, right. I I'm not uh, not entirely sure. Right. 
I mean, Minbari War Syndrome. Uh, yeah, that, is 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 obviously a kind of made up thing that's meant to, right? Uh, uh, that's meant to to ring as though it could be true, mm-hmm. and I, I think in some respects, if the if 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 our species were to encounter a spacefaring alien civilization, that would be all right. Let's make a clean break mm-hmm. between. You know, BC before contact and AC yeah. after contact. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think that would be we uh, yeah. quite quite you know earth shattering, literally. Right. Yeah. We've we've talked about how you know how socially transforming things like you know encountering the Centauri or the discovery of of psychics, you know, of, of psionics, right. you know, <laughs> within the human populace, how transformative those things must be, and and we've certainly read any number of good and not so good first contact novels. Um, right. Um, oh, Steven Erickson. I wish you had done that better. Um, it was all right. But, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I bought that. I, I like, I was like, good, you're addressing that point. But then, you know, he's just one of these sort of paid flunkies that goes on and just agrees with whatever, uh, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs theory that they want to, <laughs> they want to put forward. Right. I mean, I mean, honestly, this whole, you know, genetic experimentation to transform humans into aliens thing. It's like, Oh, right. Right. You know, that, that, that's, that's up there with Pizzagate. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. It's, um, zany with two E's. Right, it's 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 not even worthy of my contempt, kind of thing, right? Oh, I don't know. You show contempt at quite a number of things. Oh. You've never really shown uh, any kind of restraint at, at displaying contempt in the past. Certainly not toward me. I'm looking forward to the time when I can can do a podcast with with a dear friend. Yes. Perhaps the next yeah. one yeah. I do will yeah. We'll include one. Well, Tracy's nice to you sometimes. Well, <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> um, so what else we got? We missing anything? I think, I think we're good as far as I'm concerned. Um, I'm sure if, the, uh, if there's something that we have missed that, that the listeners will, will let us know. Well, there's undoubtedly any number of things... Uh, that we have that we have missed. I mean, it's our show. We're going to focus on our right. jam, and then, right. you know, there's other things to talk about. I mean, there's a lot more going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I was just delighted to see Stephen First's hand. Yes, you know, yeah, and you know, great job. I'm 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 definitely looking forward to these other two episodes to to sort of see if I can sort of yeah. get the sense of him from them. Yeah. Well, now it's it's interesting because I remember deconstruction of falling stars and thinking uh-huh. that is a ma- that is a masterpiece. Uh. So I'm keenly looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, so we'll get there in all in good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in the fullness of time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, 
in the meantime, folks, uh, you know, let us know what we missed. Let us know what you thought of, of this episode and uh, and its relevance to today. Uh, leave us comments. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us in uh, just throw a, throw the name of the pod into a search engine, and we will be the one that comes up. Uh, wander on over to your iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a nice glowing five star uh, rating and a, and a and a kind review. Um, it always fills our hearts with glee. And it sure the does. That, the only thing that keeps us going along. <clears throat> well, there's a handful of things. Yeah. Snacks. Snacks <laughs> yeah. sometimes keep me going. Naps. Um, yeah. Snacks and Alcohol. naps. Uh, I don't, I don't, nah, not too much. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll have your share. Correct. I love it. <laughs> Friends, until next time. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>